Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we're in the final chapter of Joshua, Joshua chapter 24, reading from the New King James Version Bible. And may Yahweh Elohim enlighten our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth. Verse 24. Chapter 24, then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before Elohim. And Joshua said to all the people, thus says Yahweh Elohim of Israel, your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants and gave him Yishach, Yishach, Isaac. To Yishach I gave Yachov and Issa. To Issa I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. But Yaakov and his children went down to Mitzrayim, Egypt. Egypt is the only word in Hebrew, two words in Hebrew, that are never Singular, they're always dual purpose. So Egypt and water are the two words. So they went down to Egypt. Hmm. Did they go down to sin as well? Also I sent Moses and Aaron and I plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward I brought you out. Wow. You guys, do you see this? Before they had the Torah, how were they saved? They had faith. Yahweh chose them. Yahweh knew their hearts and brought them out. Their hearts, though, would have continued to lead them astray if Yahweh had not shown them his ways. So don't trust your heart. Don't trust your heart. But remember, salvation comes before you understand the obedience. They were saved. Yahweh saw Abraham, called him out of his fathers. He had to leave his fathers. Are you willing to leave your fathers and their pagan ways and their false ways? of serving the other gods at Christmas, Easter, birthdays, Valentine's Day, all those things? Are you willing to follow Yahweh? Would you love Yahweh like Abraham did? That's, that, that is the communion that Yahweh wanted with Abraham. Abraham wasn't perfect before Yahweh came to him. Yahweh continued to teach him and humble him and teach him out all throughout his life. Because there's so many misconceptions with the Messianic movement and what we teach. Messianic just is the Christian word of Hebrew. Uh, of Christian. Is the Hebrew word of Christian. <laughs> Sorry. So you get what I'm po- my point being here. There's a lot of you listening who are still in just the Christian faith. But right here again, Yahweh called Abraham because his heart was faithful. But if your heart's faithful, then you'll obey. Abraham started obeying then. When Yahweh told him to leave his family, he obeyed. When Yahweh told him to sacrifice his son, he obeyed. And Yahweh provided his own son, a ram, symbolic of his own son. Okay, just some questions to make you think and go home. Verse 6, Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots, horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to Yahweh, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them, and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did to Egypt. What I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time, and I brought you into the land of the Amorites who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. And they fought with you, but I gave them into your hand that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them from before you. I want to back up. As soon as you remember, we left, and I talked about this back in that podcast. When our fathers came out of Egypt, they pursued. When you leave a sin, that demon pursues you. Brother, you've got to overtake it. 
You have to stand strong and let Yahweh stay faithful to him and keep going forward. Otherwise, those old demons, those old ways of Christianity, churchianity, religiosity, false teachings, demonic possession, all those things will keep chasing at your heels. You must resist. Okay. And then all these other people who fought against you, if you stay strong with Yahweh, he will overcome them. But people will fight. People will fight. Verse 9, Then Balak, the son of Zipporah, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore, he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. And remember, during that, when Balaam cursed them, he taught the children to entice the men to bring the curses on themselves. Because nobody can curse you. But if you open your hand to Satan and hold his hand and open to the demons and the pagan false things and the ways not of God, you invite the curses upon yourself. Nobody can curse you, though, if you stay in his blessing of obedience and covenant. If you stay faithful to his covenant. Verse 11. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. Do you notice this? People are always going to fight against you, people. When you follow Yahweh, they're not going to speak highly of you. They're going to hate you, just like Yeshua says. They're going to fight. Also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. This is Yahweh speaking. I sent the hornet before you. That hornet, we often think, um, many people liken it to the Philistines because the Palestinians. When those Palestinians came up, they fought those nations in the land before Israel got there. And they kind of are little hornets, aren't they? I sent the hornet before you. Okay, I'm sorry. I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you. Also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore fear Yahweh. Serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the, rigid, of the river and in Egypt. Serve Yahweh. If you're still doing Christmas, birthday parties, Valentine's Day, pagan traditions, get them out. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Be faithful to Yahweh. He will provide more, more than you'll ever know. The peace that passes understanding. It might not always be physical provision. He will take care of you and fill you with the peace and love you've never known. Verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve Yahweh, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in which, whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve Yahweh. So who do you who who are you serving? Are you still doing Christmas? Pagan traditions, the Seder, birthday parties, or are you doing what Yahweh commanded? I would highly hope for each and every one of you that you would just serve Yahweh. Verse 16, so the people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake Yahweh to serve other gods. For Yahweh, our Elohim, is he who brought us out and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did these great signs in our, these signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And Yahweh drove them out. I'm sorry. And Yahweh drove out the, from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also will serve Yahweh, for he is our God. So the people are saying, we're going to serve Yahweh. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve Yahweh, for he's a holy God. Kadosh set apart, different from. He's a jealous God. 
He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake Yahweh and serve foreign gods, that he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. So Joshua's warning him. This is a Hebrew way of speaking, guys. We know a million times the father says he will forgive you. Turn. Isaiah says, turn from your sins and they'll be like white as snow. So it's not that he didn't really mean Yahweh's not going to forgive. What he is saying is the way the hyperboles and, and the Hebrew tradition speaks. Like Yeshua says, pray that your flight not be on the Sabbath or in the winter, which well, pretty much tells us when it's going to be. <laughs> you know, when, he's, when he says, get behind me, Satan, he didn't really mean Peter was Satan. He's saying, you guys are going to mess up. Yahweh is so holy, you really be humble because you can't really do it. Be on your knees. Be gracious, be humble, be obedient, and pray for protection. Because the only one, honestly, who saves us is Yahweh. We all mess up. We've all messed up. And Joshua's kind of making that very clear here. We all, our righteousness is like filthy rags. But thank God for his grace and mercy. And don't you ever give up. When you fall, when you sin, you get back up, you repent, and you keep running, guys. We keep going. We don't let go. We're like Jacob. We hold on. And even in the midst of our sin, once the angel strikes our hip, we cling and we say, I will not let go until I receive that blessing. Verse 21, and the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve Yahweh. So Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen Yahweh for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to Yahweh Elohim of Israel. So they must have still had foreign gods. And I know I see it in the people who still do birthdays, Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, all these things. Come on, guys, put it away. Verse 24, and the people said to Joshua, Yahweh our Elohim, we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of Elohim and he took a huge stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of Yahweh. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of Yahweh which he spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your Elohim. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. Now I'm going to say, the rock obviously didn't hear. This is the difference between the Greek and the Roman, um, I'm sorry, the Greek and the Hebrew mindset. The Hebrew person um, very much believes in miracles, sees the spiritual, is very poetic. A Greek mindset is very factual, scientific, logic-based. Therefore, that is why this doesn't always make sense to people who have the Holy Spirit, and it looks like foolishness to those of the Greek mindset. (laughs) Because obviously that rock isn't, hearing anything, but it is a symbol of the witness. And to those who have eyes to see, it's a very beautiful, beautiful sign. We're told Yahweh is our rock. We're told, um, we're shown that Yeshua's kingdom is hewn from that rock and crushes all end time kingdoms in the book of Daniel. I just pray that all of us would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to comprehend, and that which we even, even those of us who have a little bit of understanding, like the more would be given us, right? Like, let's come on. We're only at the surface of what we see. Let's understand who our God is and know his ways. Verse 29. Now it came to pass after these things that Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Yahweh, died, being 110 years old. Oh my gosh. Do those words just hit you like they do me? Joshua 
the servant of Yahweh. Are you the servant of Yahweh or are you the servant of yourself? Are you doing what Yahweh wants and what he commands or are you telling him to understand your heart and you're doing whatever you want? Are you being like Saul who needs to be rebuked, who needs to be told obedience is better than sacrifice? Because Saul decided he wanted to obey Yahweh contrary to what Yahweh had commanded. But he said, but it's my heart. I'm, I'm giving to him these, these animals a sacrifice. We're giving the best to Yahweh. And, and, and Saul's, or, I'm sorry, Saul said that. And then Samuel's like, no, God doesn't want that. He already told you not to do that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I really hope that God can say to me, to you, to us, and call us his servant. Oh my gosh, like... There's no greater honor than to be able to be called the servant of Yahweh. And I really pray he gets me to that point where I'm just known as his servant. Not a servant of myself or my own lust or my own flesh or my own heart or my own desires, but a servant of him. And they buried him within the border of his inheritance at Timnath Sarah, which is in the mountains of Ephraim, on the north side of Mount Gaash. Israel served Yahweh all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of Yahweh, which he had done for Israel. The bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel had brought up out of Egypt, they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for 100 pieces of silver, and which had become an inheritance of the children of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died. They buried him in a hill belonging to Phinehas, his son, which was given to him in the mountains of Ephraim. So the next book starts <laughs> a lot of sadness because only did Israel obey through the life of the elders who outlived Joshua. And then the harlotry of our hearts is shown in full force. I pray we can learn these things are written for our admonition, our guidance, and our teaching. Do not, re- do not reject it. Do not refuse it. Do not say, oh, it's the old covenant. It's the old law. That's all the disciples had. That's all these people, when they were understanding who the Messiah was, that's all they were reading from people. The New Testament is just letters explaining the Old Testament and and how to walk it out. They didn't have any New Testament letter at that time. Don't be confused. There's no different new religion that started with Jesus' death and resurrection. We need to understand these books so that we can learn from our father's mistakes. And if you were not a blood Israelite, you're still grafted in. There's one faith, one hope, one way, and there's one tree. There's 12 gates going into the New Jerusalem only labeled with the 12 tribes of Israel. There's no Gentile gate, no Methodist gate, no Lutheran gate. We must be grafted in. Okay, I love you all. Let's understand our inheritance, I guess, in our story and the, the nation to which our, our um, history of the people to which we've been grafted in. I love you all. Have a blessed day.